Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to World at War Comics. I have another amazing guest today. Today, joining me is Mr. Hotep. He is the creator and owner of Black Lion and Cubs. Hotep, so good to finally meet you in person, my friend. Tommy, man, I'm I'm honored and just I'm geeked and stoked and all those <laughs> those words, man. It's just um, you know it's been a long time coming for us to connect in this way. I'm a fan of your page and the work that you do, and uh, so let's get into it. I appreciate. It. Well, likewise, my friend, and I've been watching you, and then obviously we have a mutual friend in Andre, and um, he's mm -hmm. an a, amazing human being, and he's actually been on the podcast a couple times. Um, but mm. I know he's working closely with you. So I'm hoping that we could kind of get into that. But what you're creating sounds amazing. Maybe we could just start kind of going back. Like, where did this idea for Black Lions and Cubs start? And mm. uh, what is your goal? And what do you want this to represent within the comic and anime and this whole kind of uh, culture that we all participate in? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for that question. Um, Black Lion and Cubs actually started accidentally, if you will. I, I never intended to get into this space, if you will. I, uh, I'm really just a proud father and excited about the opportunity to share with my, my young boys, my cubs, if you will, <laughs> uh, you know, the things that I grew up on uh, in the 80s. So like most parents, you know, I started sharing with them, you know, my favorites from my heyday, uh, and so, you know, those those things include the original NES, Mega Man in particular, uh, you know, Castlevania, Rygar, all those games that me and my brothers used to play. Uh, put them down on 80s golden age hip hop, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's KRS-One to, yeah. you know, Big Daddy Kane, who's a personal favorite of mine. Uh, so, you know, put them down on that music. Michael Jackson, of course, they know who that is. Um to uh, some of the comic books that I used to collect because I was a big comic book head at the time. If you want to go down any name of any of the popular Marvel artists at the time, whether it's John Romita Jr., John Adams, John Byrne, you know, Frank Miller, of course, was probably my, my favorite. He was the standard bearer for me, especially when he came out with that Wolverine four-part series. Um, so uh, the comic books, I put them down on that. And then, of course, the cartoons, right? So I came up on a time where the original uh, Transformers, you know, Gen 1, Generation 1 yeah. came out, Voltron, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. I was a big fan of that every Saturday uh, morning, Dungeons and Dragons, Thundercats on weekdays. So, you know, all these yeah. things are the things that I put my children on to. And I saw them, you know, enjoy it. They, they mm -hmm. gravitated to it. And then my niece kind of brought things more contemporary with today's anime, if you will, because back in the 80s, we didn't call it anime. Those were just cartoons. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so she was exposing them to some of today's anime, which I know nothing about. And so when, uh, you know, my, when she told me my boys liked anime and I looked at some of today's anime, I was, um, it was dope, you know, of course, but I just saw that it wasn't appropriate for young children. My children are two and four. So because I'm a longtime entrepreneur and visionary, particularly a creative entrepreneur, I just decided that I would uh, start off by just drawing a picture, having a picture drawn of me and my boys as anime heroes. And it was from that initial desire in February of last year that launched the whole and spearheaded the whole uh, snowball effect of what ultimately became Black Lion and Cubs. I liked what I saw. I liked the response. 
And from there, I just started fashioning things in a way that I thought represented more of my culture, more of the competencies and lessons that I wanted my boys to learn. Um, and then also uh, just, you know, started writing stories and building the, the, the universe, the Black Line of Cubs universe, if you want to call it that. And um, man, I, so here I am today with, you know, anime, with comics, graphic novels, you know, well, here's some of the graphic novels right here that just the first um, proofs came in for the graphic novel. Nice. So that's graphic Congrats. novel one. Thank you. Here's graphic novel two already ready. You know what I'm saying? And then I got uh, books for the elementary, you know, because I'm a former school teacher. So I have items uh, that are uh, educational. I have a reading book as well. Uh, then I had this hardcover art art book. This is the book of official art from Black Lion and Cubs. So uh, those are wow. just some of the properties in addition to the video games that I had made. So I've just been cranking out a lot of a lot of products, a lot of intellectual property assets for Black Lion and Cubs and um, getting ready to take the market uh, by storm in a few months. That is so exciting. You know, when you go to your website, it kind of highlights all the different things that you're working on. And, you know, a lot of people get into the, this space with a comic and that's an undertaking all on its own. But to have mm -hmm. two graphic novels, not only that, you have two um, cartoons that have been created too on your website and mm -hmm. in the video games. I mean, that's a lot, Hotep. I mean, I don't, one, I don't know how you have the time for that, but two, it's incredible to come out the gate with so much at one time. I and mean, was that always mm -hmm. the goal is to have all these different kind of avenues within this realm and then just come all out at once? That way you can make a bigger splash? Um, so a few things. Uh, number one, when I create something, I always, in my mind, have uh, consider all the different ways I can express it, right? So I'm a creative person and, uh, and, and very expressive. Over my years and my journey as an entrepreneur, I've been in the music industry, I've been in the film industry, I've published books. And so each of those are just different ways for me to express my ideas, my thoughts, and, and anything else. So that work that I did in the past is pretty much the precursor to what I'm doing right now. And it's the reason why I have so many different types of, you know, media properties is because one, I'm familiar with many different types of properties. And two, uh, when I express myself in one way, I'm constantly thinking about how I can express myself in a variety of other ways. Uh, and the second thing is, you know, I'm, I'm not just a creative, I'm a businessman as well. And so once I started seeing the the impact, the response that I was getting to my characters and my stories, I said, well, you know, I started thinking, what are the the other ways that I can uh, possibly monetize these characters and these stories? And so what you're seeing is just the 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 the, uh, the result of me considering the, the many different ways. And to be honest, I don't know which way, like, you know, most of these are just proofs. Right. Like I haven't mass produced many of them because I haven't decided on whether or not I will or when I will. I'm kind of just testing things out now, even the different art styles. Like, you know, any, uh, you know, I had someone ask me if I, you know, I had, you know, used AI and I don't use any AI art. You know, I just have multiple artists to um, to show my characters, because at this point I haven't even settled on which style of art I want to and black women cubs if i want any one style at all 
And so just like, you know, and, and again, this is all because I grew up in a time where, you know, when Spider-Man was not drawn by any one artist, right? Like back in the day when, when Spider-Man first started, he was starting, you know, there was one artist, I forget his name, who was the artist for Spider-Man at that time. But over, you know, decades, you've seen, you know, Spider-Man expressed in many different ways. One of my favorites, of course, is when Todd McFarlane took on uh, the, the, the duties for drawing Spider-Man. So my point is, because that's my, you know, my upbringing, as soon as I started to embark on this journey, I said, well, let me see how many ways I can have, you know, my characters drawn and which way, who's going to be my Todd McFarlane, you know what I'm saying? Who's going to be my Frank Miller? Or if I have multiple and just give them all an opportunity to shine, which is basically what I'm doing now at this point. Yeah, that's incredible. And I think that is such a, a good approach as well. Um, especially these different uh, avenues in which that you're bringing that story to life, right? Because although I enjoy comic books um, and I would love the graphic novel, right? Um, not everybody's a comic fan, but you still want that story to come forth. So to have the video games and some of these other elements like the cartoon, you're just going to be able to reach a lot more people. And when we had mm. our last conversation, Hotep, we had a really amazing phone call about a week and a mm. half ago. And I think we talked for about an hour. And yes, we uh, did. yeah, at least an hour, right? And mm -hmm. uh you know, we talked a lot about fatherhood and how important it is that we're instilling in our children those things that are most important to us. And uh, what better way to do that um, than through some of these different avenues that you've chosen? Can you kind of go more into detail about how important it is as a father presenting something that you feel is proper for your children to be able to take in? Yes, yes. So I'm a former school teacher. I used to teach elementary school. As a as a person who's not uh, who has not only been an educator but educated in what's important for human development, one of the things that I learned is that uh, you know ages zero to five are some of the most important developmental ages in a human being's life. In short, the data says that if a person has the necessary competencies. By age five, not grade five, by age five, chances are they're going to continue in that fashion and be okay. Uh, however, if a person is missing those competencies and, or they, they've been developed in a malformed way from zero to five, then chances are it will continue in that way. And that person will have a very difficult time shifting, changing, if they are able to at all. And so... Being knowledgeable about that and then now becoming a father, you know, I scrambled, you know, once I knew we were, you know, we were pregnant, I, you know, scrambled, you know, very uh, aggressively to make sure even prenatally that I surrounded my wife with amazing sounds and experiences and emotions because she passes those things to our children. You know, a lot of people don't appreciate that. Right. But the woman passes her status or you know, her, her feelings, you know, to the fetus. So I was conscious of that then. And even now when my children are born, making sure that I'm surrounding themselves with nurturing things, nurturing messages, words, uh, food, music, everything, you know, needs to be that way. Some people think, you know, what I'm saying to be corny, a little overly, you know, overly such, but, you know, you, you, you will see the, the results of these seeds being planted pop up, you know, as they grow on, grow up. And so Black Lion and Cubs, when I decided to create it, uh, 
is just another opportunity for me to continue in that fashion, right? You know, how can I, so the question was, how can I create black lining cubs in a way that's developmentally appropriate for, for children, um, but also empowering, uh, and how can I utilize it as a vehicle to continue to uh, provide those messages and lessons that I, I think are most, that I know, not even think, that I know are very important for human development. And so within the storyline of Black Lion and Cubs, um, you know, there's a lot of messages. One, and one of those things that I know is extremely important for human development is confidence and, and self-esteem, a positive self-esteem. And so throughout the uh, storyline, if you will, Black Lion and Cubs, there's always messages and lessons of empowerment uh, to help build a person's self-esteem, confidence in themselves, even in the the new um the new intro. So long story short, I had a new intro uh, sequence created for the anime series, right? For, uh, for season one and two. Mm -hmm. And in it, I, um, you know, planted a message that says true power comes from within, right? And so I wanted, that's an important message that I wanted to be the overarching theme, if you will, for Black Lion and Cubs. And that's the reason why I put it in the intro sequence that no matter what it is, what you're experiencing, what you see, what you hear, the, tr the fact of the matter is for all of us, true power always comes from within. And it's a very important message that people remember, not even just children, but adults remember. As we look into our society and people are constantly looking for answers outside of themselves, answers for from other people or from other sources and such. Truth of the matter is we've been implanted you know, with the answers, with the solutions, with the power to change our lives and the world. And when we recognize that and then start to access those um, faculties that we have, man, amazing things can happen. And I want, and I know this for a fact, because it's what I'm doing is what you've seen is just a, a result of me accessing that power that I've been implanted with. And, uh, you know, I something yeah, I mean, it certainly seems to come across um, Hotep, which is absolutely amazing. And as a father, I could really appreciate that. Unfortunately, my kids are all 18 and over, but I, I wish there was a black <laughs> lion and cubs uh, when they were little, you know, but I, I think it's absolutely amazing. Can we um, maybe talk about how important it is not only for that messaging, but for your children to be able to see other within your um, comic book or on the TV that look like them. We talked a little bit about that on the phone too. And I think that's really important as well. Yeah. Well, you know, um, part of building self-confidence and uh, esteem is the necessity to see a reflection of yourself in a powerful fashion, you see. And so, uh, you know, that's, you know, and, that, and that's just the fact of the matter. When I came up in the 80s, I didn't have the benefit of seeing much of that, right? Uh, we had, there were, there were, you know, we had little snippets. Like, you know, we saw George Jefferson, he made it, right? George Jefferson made it. Um, but, you know, he was an outlier, right? He was like the exception, not the rule. So in the 80s and even, even in the 90s, uh, you know, you, you were very hard pressed to see Black people, particularly Black men in a position of power, in a position where they spoke very intelligently and articulately, um, 
you you were hard pressed to see the, the family doing well. Even when Cosby did his Cosby show, there was pushback, not so much from other cultures that I can remember, but from the black community, because we said amongst ourselves, that's not real. You see what I'm saying? And that statement comes from basically the brainwashing and the conditioning that we had been we've suffered from for, you know, hundreds of years is the fact that and, and that and that brainwashing has come about, about as there was, you know, through the way media has been utilized or, or uh, misutilized or weaponized, if you will. So, um, you know, I, I'm again, because I'm an educator, I'm very sensitive to that. And it was of prime importance that when I developed Black Line and Cubs that I took it as an opportunity for my children and other children like mine, even and not even children, not just black children, but even white kids, you know what I'm saying, or people of other races to see black people in that light. Because just as much as I was, if you will, uh, a, a victim of not seeing black people uh, in a empowered position, so was everyone else. So when you have these biases, you know, when you see these biases or the racisms and all these different isms, a part of that is a byproduct of how we were all raised and conditioned to see certain people in certain ways. So, you know, uh, that's that's, you know, the, the, the you know, the simple fact of the matter is. And I could not in good faith and conscious, uh, you know, not create something and not take advantage of the opportunity to present something. Uh, in, in a fashion that we call, you know, black excellence, if you will. I think that's so amazing. And, uh, you know, over the last year, I've had such an amazing opportunity to meet some of the best black creators in comics. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Tyler Martin, who owns Godhood Comics, um, Derek Allen, who owns um, Concrete Comics, um, Tony Cattell, who owns Advent Comics. And there's a lot more. I, I don't want to leave anybody out because I've met a lot of amazing people. And, uh, you know, when we have these discussions, right, they're all a little younger than uh, you and I, Hotep. I know you and I are about the same age. They're a little bit younger, mm -hmm. but um, the same experience growing up and not seeing themselves and some of these superheroes um, really affected them, right? And so when they became of age or when they became to a point where they felt like they could do something about it, they just created on their own as opposed to waiting for something else to happen outside of their control, and what's been created is some of the best comic books in the industry. So as a comic fan, I'm a big fan of what they do because they they produce top-notch, high-quality products. Um, but on the other hand, right, they're they're meeting a need, I think, according to them, what's that need which, which is in the Black community, that they're not finding these kind of superheroes and people to look up to within the comics that they're reading. So um, I'm so glad that you shared that. And uh, man, that message has been really strong, at least within the comic community, my little world of getting to meet a lot of these amazing folks. Um, like mm -hmm. you said, that black excellence, bringing that to the comic world so that others can see that excellence within this genre, as well as TV and some of the other um, opportunities that might exist. So that, that's absolutely incredible, man. Thank you. You know, and, and particularly now that I'm, you know, so I came up on comics Mm -hmm. and what we called cartoons we didn't call it anime once i got exposed to anime and again i i am i'm a novice i don't know no, you know anything about anime except a few uh you know things that i've looked up online real quick um but what i have seen and what i've learned in speaking to other people is that anime is you know decades behind comic books and, and cartoons when it comes to rep the representation of black people and so um 
you know, I, I recognize that what I'm doing in the anime space is even, um, you know, more of a, a unicorn, if you will, because, you know, comics is one thing, right? You know, but we at least had, you know, Black Panther, Luke Cage, you know, we had a few of them. And, um, you know, and then we had the Falcon who became Captain America. So, you know, th there was there was a conscious um, desire to represent Black people, although it wasn't done, you know, 50-50. And I don't expect to see, and this is something, let me be clear. I never put it on other people as their responsibility to represent me. You understand? Like, if you're a white person, then represent, you know, represent yourself. That's, you should represent yourself because that's who you are. It's not white people's responsibility to represent black people. That's black people's responsibility. And again, but that comes from the mind of an empowered person, right? As an empowered person, you can respect the fact that if you're Native American, represent yourself. If you're Japanese, represent yourself. You don't, you don't owe us anything. You understand? So represent your Japanese culture because that's what you should do. It is on us to represent ourselves. And so when it comes to the space of anime, again, I, I don't complain about what's what's there or what's not there. I get busy, you know, to your, you know, to your comment about your other colleagues. You know, I don't wait for opportunity. I create it. So I recognize at this point that I'm a black father, I'm a black man and educator, representing black excellence and uh and articulating you know elements of black and African culture through a Japanese art form. You understand? I recognize that it's a Japanese art form and salute to that. But what I have learned is that there's people who have a problem with or don't think that Black people can create anime because anime is a Japanese art form. And to those people, you can quote me. I'm going to keep saying it every time I get the chance. For anybody that does not think Black people can create anime, I'll put it this way to them. Saying Black people can't create anime is just as ignorant as saying Japanese people can't create hip hop. You see? Now, we all know how much Japanese people love hip hop culture, create it. Um, you know, China, all races create hip hop, right? But hip hop is an African American in particular art form. Right. But we never got, got in the way of or discredited people who, you know, genuinely choose to express their culture and themselves through that art form. That's what, great. So come on board. And again, you know, so I, I put it that way because when I say it that way, people understand, you know what? Oh, sure, he is right. You know, everybody's doing hip hop. Why can't everybody do anime? Correct. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that's absolutely amazing. And uh, man, you're right. I mean, that's such an opportunity within anime um, to bring those kind of stories. Can we get maybe a little bit into some of those stories, Hotep? Because I think even some of the stories are pretty amazing, too. Um, can you kind of talk about some of the first stories and what we could expect when either the graphic novel is available or what's in the cartoons that you already have out? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I uh, developed, for whatever reason, three is the magic number for me. You understand? I'm, I'm, I'm one of three children in my household. I'm a big fan of De La Soul. You know what I'm saying? So three is the magic number. Um, you know, even Tribe Call Quest and Run DMC, it was three, you know, so... <laughs> Three is always in my head. So when I decided to start creating stories, uh, you know, three characters, three main characters in Black Lion and Cubs, and I decided to create three storylines. The first storyline is Valley of the Kings. 
Valley of the Kings is a storyline that follows our heroes on a mission throughout North Africa as they uh, trek through the historical cities and sites to collect scrolls as um, to get the clues to, as they get closer and closer to find the queen who has been quote unquote kidnapped by Pharaoh King Khufu. All right, so in this universe, if you will, you have the Pharaoh King Ramsey of Upper Egypt and the Pharaoh King Khufu of Lower Egypt who are always at, at war with each other. Black Lion himself was a former military warlord for uh, King Ramses. But Black Lion had decided that he was going to stop fighting and commit his life to peace. That's why you see Black Lion always with the peace sign, right? Every That's pose, awesome. peace signs, right? It's not just a hip hop thing. It's not a fashion in vogue. He, he stands by peace. That's awesome. And um, so, but he decided when he went back home to raise his sons that he was going to teach them uh, in the the ancient, in, in ways to support and, and protect themselves. So in any case, uh, on occasion, Black Lion is called upon by King Ramses, who, uh, you know, because he needs help uh, fending off King Khufu. So in this Valley of the Kings, in this case, Khufu has taken Ramses queen, and he sends Black Lion and Cubs on the mission to collect the scrolls and find her. Okay, so that's the story behind uh, Valley of the Kings. That's awesome. Um, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Uh, in the second storyline. It's called uh, Sands of Time. In the Sands of Time, uh, it's, it's a more interplanetary interplanetary story where Black Lion and Cubs visit different planets carrying a uh, what we call a 12 hourglass. It's an hourglass that uh, is a beaconing device. And they use that uh, to find out, you know, find their next location. All these locations are set by the queen this time because in this storyline for the sands of time, uh, King Ramses has fallen ill. So Queen uh, Queen Isis sends Black Lion and Cubs on this mission to collect, uh, you know, uh, very, uh, you know, rare artifacts, not artifacts, rare uh, ingredients, so that she can make an elixir to save her, her husband, King Ramses. And so again, on every stop, the uh the, our, our heroes meet some of king khufu's generals who are thoth horus and anubis and so thoth horus and anubis are his generals they're they're constantly at you know at, at odds um but in both stories black lion is although the story is called black lion and cubs it's really the cubs that are the the heroes and the the, the main characters if you will black lion uh, is the leader but when it's time for battle, because he doesn't participate in fighting, he steps back and lets his sons fight. Mm -hmm. And what he does, his his job is just to create, uh, he, he creates um, a, a force field, if you will, where the battles can occur without damaging and destroying the environment that they're in. So it's a, he provides safety. That's what a parent does. He's protecting and providing safety for his children and guidance as they take on these, these challenges throughout each series. Now, the third series is still, um, yeah, so I have, like I said, I have the graphic novels and the cartoons for Valley of the Kings and Sands of Time. These are well completed and, and developed. The third series, which is called Contest of Champions, has a way to go. It will probably won't be ready until the end of this year, maybe 2005 or 2025. Yeah. And when can um, fans 
jump into some of those graphic novels? Do you have an idea of when those will be available on your website? Yeah, they'll be ready this summer. They'll be Yeah. ready this summer. Uh, Nice. yeah, yeah. It's going to take a, a couple months because um, I'm ordering large quantities of them and I have to go through a certain process and customs. So, um, yeah, around the summer, they'll both be available. Mm -hmm. That's exciting. If not sooner, if not sooner. Not sooner. Yeah, yeah. And then as of right now, right, everyone could go to Black Lions and Cubs um dot com and they could see the the two um cartoons that are available there right when they sign up. Yeah, so um so Black Lion is Black Lion and I'm sorry, Cubs. Black Lion and Cubs. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, dot com. Now on that website you can find all the information about where things are available. Mm -hmm. Um I have a excuse me, an IG as well. And from the IG and from the website, there's a link tree that has links to the video game where you can watch the cartoon. Uh, I'm about to release the second video game for public um, consumption, if you will, soon. So I have each of the, so for each storyline, I have a cartoon, a comic, a video game, and a uh an audio book as well so all of them follow pretty much the same storyline uh, and each of them has a different artist different music and so on and so forth uh, as i test different styles mm -hmm. That is so cool. And who's doing the voiceovers for the audio? Uh, so that's interesting so besides the anime that the full the full-length anime i also have a motion manga or a motion comic if you will so For the motion comic, I'm actually doing the narration, and uh, for the, the 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 anime, the full full length cartoon, I have a different um, um, voiceover artist doing that. And the different one of the differences, you know, besides besides my series being family friendly, the other thing that differentiates, particularly the um, the cartoon and the comics, actually, well, the cartoon I'll start with is the fact that it's narrated. So I don't have voice actors playing the roles. It's not, it's not the dialogue. It's actually almost as if someone's reading the story to someone and they're watching the animations. And so, uh, again, that's just, I, I tend to do things outside of the box because I don't, I don't operate in a box and I don't know the industry standards because I'm not part of the industry. I'm an outsider. So as I approach it, I'm just breaking all the rules and doing things in sequences that people have never seen before, because I just don't know what other people do. I just do it my way. That's probably a good thing, Hota, to be quite honest, right? That's how you bring in innovation um, to areas where people have been kind of following rules for a very long time. So I think that's a, a positive for sure. Thank you, my brother. Thank Yeah. you. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is super exciting. So what can people expect next just in general um, for Black Lion and Cubs? It seems like you've been putting this team together um, that's going to be helping to take all of this to the next level. Um, we talked a little bit about maybe traveling a little bit once everything is ready um, to get it in front of as many people, whether that be comic cons or maybe some other like book fairs or something like that um, within the, the school system. Can you kind of share a little bit of that? Absolutely. So uh, number one, my goal for Black Lion and Cubs is to make it the next biggest thing since Dragon Ball Z. Okay. And that, that is a tall order. Now, there's a proverb, an Af African proverb that says, you know, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Right. Amazing. So thus far, up until this point, 
I've been going fast. You see, I've produced a whole lot of stuff because I've been pretty much at it by myself. But as as I, I mentioned, because my goal is, is very far off, it's a, it's a just a, an amazing, just incredible, mind-blowing goal. Like, who would say that? Because, I mean, who, who could ever accomplish that? Well, I don't know, but uh, I'm on a mission to, uh, you know, be the next biggest thing. So now, in order to go that far, I assembled the team. I call them my, my team of Avengers, my Wu-Tang Clan. I got, yeah, I got the chambers, <laughs> the 36 chambers. Yeah, I'm, I'm Nick Fury. You understand? I, I just it. don't have the patch. <laughs> and so I've assembled a crew of people, an international team of people from all walks of life and all races and all places all over the world uh, who who believe in what I'm doing who like what I'm doing and also want to see it be successful. And everybody has their own reason. Everybody on my team has their own reason for wanting it to be successful, whether it's because they're parents or because they want to see something culturally different in this space, or, you know, you know, they just want to be a part of something exciting and, and moving, whatever that reason is, I'm grateful because uh, I need the help. You know, this is a tall order. Um, so, yes, in making it the next biggest thing, I pulled together a, a team of people to assist. I'm working on um, opportunities for licensing for my characters. Uh, that's, uh, uh, you know, something that I know is an opportunity out there uh, and going to be necessary because, you know, one of the reasons why we all know about, you know, Dragon Ball Z or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or the Mario Brothers is because of licensing. Right. These characters are on lunchboxes and in movies and all, you know, you, can, you know, everywhere. <clears throat> and so, again, I'm a businessman as much as I am a creative. And so I, I pay attention to what other great brands have done. Um, and that's, you know, a, a mission of mine as well. So uh, that's the reason why you see my characters in so many different formats is because I'm testing out what they look like in a book on a lunchbox, on a hat, on a t-shirt. Which t-shirts look better? You know, which ones, you know, do people respond to? It's all a process that I call, you know, trial and measure. Not trial and error, but trial and measure. Like I that. try things, measure the results, and then refine the process from there. And so, um, you know, so making it the next biggest thing since Dragon Ball Z, getting into licensing as part of that plan, assembling a team, of people that are going to help me carry it over that finish line. Uh, and then also, again, continuing to operate outside of whatever industry box it is. And so, as I mentioned, my main business is in education. I'm a former teacher and I have a consulting business. And so, uh, you know, as much as cons exist and are important, you know, for getting the word out, you know, there's cons in the education space, there's educational conferences, there's you know, um, black excellence, you know, conferences. So instead of just putting myself in a place where everybody, you know, is doing the same thing, you know, I tell people, I don't want to be, the, you know, dime a dozen. I want to be the diamond in the rough, right? So I'm constantly finding ways to position myself in places and spaces where other people like me are not. And so that might be part of the reason why I've never met some of the people you mentioned, because they, you know, they do, they might be doing things that way, that, you know, through the industry way. I'm over here somewhere else. And, you know, but, you know, we're going to eventually meet. And I guarantee you, if they haven't heard of me already, you know what I'm saying, uh, they will very soon because I'm going to make sure it's inevitable and impossible for people not to have heard or seen Black Lion and Cubs. I'm going to make it impossible, man. You understand? <laughs> like, that's just, 
that's love just it. a mission in a moment. Yes, sir. I love it. I love it. I love it. I mean, I think that's the the attitude and the vision that you have to have to be successful in anything. So um, why not apply it to what you're building, right? Yeah, that's a little, that's that hip hop attitude. You understand? <laughs> like, you know, I, that's really, I mean, to be honest with you, that's, that's part of what it is, you know, like, yeah. and I noticed this very clearly that, you know, different from you know, a lot of people, my, you know, my peers in this space, my original point of entry into business and uh, creative commerce is in the music industry in the mid nineties. Mm -hmm. So, and, and, and doing so on an independent level. So everything, again, that people are seeing with Black Lion and Cubs is really uh, because, uh, you know, it's really a result of the practice that I've had from mm -hmm. way back then. Yeah. And I'm applying those competencies. Like I, I talked to one of my team members the other day and, uh, you know, I, I asked him about this card. Right. I have these cards, these business cards. Right. And so, you know, very few people are printing business cards nowadays because they think everything is you know, IG and Twitter and all, and, you know, TikTok and such. Well, I'm going, I'm going against the grain. I have these business cards. And to be honest, if you really take a look at it, the real science of this, and this is just a little, you know, business for somebody else's, this isn't just a business card. It's a flyer, right? It's a promotional flyer. So I've created promotional flyers at this size that I can distribute at, and, and I could throw on the ground, you know, this, it doesn't cost me much at all. But I can make sure, again, and ensure that people have seen the brand, are familiar with it. And I'm going against the grain because part of the reason why is because everybody, you know, social media is crowded, right? IG is crowded. YouTube is crowded. They're, you know, so although people are there, let me continue to operate in a space that's not so crowded. I don't want to be dime a dozen. I want to be the diamond in the rough. So this is another way of positioning my brand as the diamond in the rough because now you left that conference and you got a uh, you know not just a business card but you got a flyer in your hand and so that just again is just an example of what i'm what i'm saying about constantly finding ways to differentiate myself and then bringing that that hip-hop attitude and spirit into this space here yeah well i love every bit of it man i love every bit of it hotep it sounds absolutely amazing i can't wait to get my hands on uh because i am a comic guy right and so i do love yeah. that physical i like to hold it into my hands i like to turn the pages um i yes. love everything about that so i can't wait to get that into my hands when it's ready and you know i'm here for anything that you need um because I, I would love to see this blow up i think it would be amazing and as a father of four children although they're older i'm about to be a grandparent and i would love mm. to be able to put in my uh grandchild's hands things that uh one i'm aligned with um, mm -hmm. And that I know is going to build character, um, strength. And uh, yes. I think everything that you're doing is uh, all about that. And uh, I'm I'm in. I'm in for it, Thank man. You, I brother. love it. I love it. <laughs> well, you know, as we said on that phone call, you know, yep. doing doing this podcast is just the beginning, man. This is just yeah. the tip of our iceberg. And so for those that are watching this, just, just stay tuned and pay attention to my man, Tommy. As as we we continue to collaborate and do things together, you're going to see Tommy again in a whole nother fashion. You understand what I'm saying? You might you might see Tommy cosplaying the Black Lion. There you go. You never know. <laughs> you never know. I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> so yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you for you know um, being being a soldier in this army and uh, and giving me the opportunity to spread this gospel. That's what I consider it. I'm on a mission, in short, to build strong children. And everything that I do is part of that commitment. Black Lion and Cubs is just another byproduct of my desire to build strong children. 
Man, I love it. I love it. Well, Hotep, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you stopping by. I'll make yeah. sure that I put all the links at the bottom. So anybody that's listening, I'm going to give you all the opportunities to be able to check out everything that Hotep is doing over at Black Lion and Cubs. Um, so don't worry about that. I got you covered. And then Hotep, as we get closer to the releases of some of these things that you're working on, I would love to have you back. That way we can constantly kind of push that information out into the world um, of everything that you're doing. And uh, in the meantime, you know, we'll be in touch. Hey, man, thank you. Uh, you know, and the next big con that I'm doing for those that are wondering is Anime RetroCon. It's a traveling mini con. And I speak about it because, you know, I've done a few cons, you know, recently as you're know, doing workshops. But the Anime RetroCon is something I'm very excited about because everything that I create has that retro feel. Yeah. You see? And so when they reached out to me and I said, there's an anime retro con. Oh my God, that's that's my life. You understand? So that's the next one that I'm doing. I'm very excited about it. And uh, so, you know, uh, look forward to meeting, you know, some of your colleagues and, and viewers there at the anime retro con in Savannah in March 2nd. Savannah, March 2nd. Okay, I'll put that at the bottom too and I'll go get their website as well. That way we could connect. Yeah, I'll put, it, I'll put it here for you real quick. Where do, I, where do I do the chat here? Can I do that? It should be at the bottom, yeah. Let's see, where is it? Chat, here we go. Let me just go ahead and do that real quick. Awesome, Hotel. You want me to put all the ones here? Or... Yeah, yeah. Let's throw it all up there, and then I'll make sure that I add that, and that way people could see it real quick. And But, man, right. absolutely incredible, man. And, um, I never heard of that one, so that's a pretty cool one. No, yeah, they're, they're new, actually. Um, so they just reached out to me because they're new, and they're looking to feed – and this is for your people as well. They're looking to feature artists, creatives, cosplayers. You know, they're brand new. And so they're just looking to bring on people that are exciting and really have that retro, you know, 80s pop, you know, culture type of thing going on. So, uh, <laughs> I love it. yeah, I they, love it. Yeah. So check them out, man. I'm like, I just put, put it as anime retrocom, black lion and cubs.com. And then the IG is at. Uh, Black Lion and Cubs. And the last thing is uh, the website where they can watch the anime. Mm -hmm. A lot of black stuff here. Don't hope it don't scare your people off. <laughs> black <laughs> education. No way, man. No way. I think they'll all be in for this, man. This is awesome. All right. There we go. Those are all the links right uh, there. There it is. Yep. I appreciate That's it, man. It. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, Mr. Hotep. Thank you so Tommy. much. We'll be in my touch, brother. My thank you. Yeah, thank yes, you. Sir. All right, Take have care. a good one.